of Her Portion Podcast. Come, pull up a seat at the table, because you are welcome here. Grab your Bible and a pen, and let's dig into God's Word together. Take a moment and pray that God would open your heart to Him as you listen. So without further ado, let's get right into today's portion. Hey y'all, it's Jackie Carr here. I wish I could say I was excited about this topic. Well, part of me is because I love hearing any kind of study on prayer. It's one topic I think many people feel inadequate to talk about. I mean, look at the disciples. The one thing they wanted Jesus to teach them. What was it? They said, Lord, teach us to pray. When you have a prayer life, people will know there's something different about you, right? I think many times people are held back in their prayer life because they realize how human they are and how very aware of our sinful nature. While I believe sin can affect our prayer life, I don't believe it has to. God didn't give the sweet gift of prayer to us because he felt we were somehow worthy in a sense of being good enough in our own humanity. However, God gave us prayer as a means to communicate with him in spite of our sinful nature. When Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane, he begged the disciples to pray with him. He told them, can you not even pray an hour? He said, the spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak in Matthew 26, 41. I don't want to spend a lot of time here because I want to get to the faith aspect of prayer. But one thing and sometimes major thing I believe that hinders our prayer life is our own lack of faith believing that if we could just be good enough and sinless, that just maybe we will have an answer to our prayer. I remember one time in high school, my teacher taught about a specific verse in Bible class. I'm sure many of you are familiar with it, but it says this, if I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me in Psalms 66, 18. In my young mind, I felt that because there were things in my life at that time that weren't quite right with the Lord, and because I wasn't as close to the Lord as I needed to be, that the Lord wasn't going to hear my prayer anyway. I felt so stuck. Stuck because there were things I was struggling with spiritually and sin in my life, but didn't think I was strong enough to rid myself of them. I didn't know it at the time, but my view of walking with God was completely backwards. When I actually took the time to study this verse out for myself, it's not saying, if I have sin in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. It says, if I regard that sin, regarding sin is keeping it hidden in my heart, treasuring it, nourishing it, giving it place. When I actually studied that verse, it was one of the most victorious moments in my walk with God. There should be nothing in my life that is hidden from God. He sees everything. When we go to him in prayer, we must first have the attitude of, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts, Psalms 139.23. Our flesh is too weak to even know and discern our own hearts and thoughts. Before I talk about faith and prayer, though, I want to discuss sin. Sin should never come between us and the Lord, which leads me to Hebrews. Hebrews 10.22 says, Let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. When we sin, it defiles our conscience, which hinders our faith. If you are struggling in this area, I challenge you to study Hebrews 10. If you look at the verse I read in context, 
it gives an amazing answer to our situation. Back up to verse 14, it says, For by one offering he hath perfected forever them that are sanctified. Another reason why I love my King James Bible, because the NIV says, He has made perfect forever those who are being made holy. I'm thankful my Bible says, For by one offering he hath perfected forever them that are sanctified. I'm not being sanctified. I am sanctified. Again, read a few verses before and it explains a little more. By the which will we are sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. Hebrews 10.10. If you've ever been to a good camp meeting or revival, I can just hear them say that verse will just make you want to shout. So let's continue reading in verse 16. This is the covenant that I will make with them after those days, saith the Lord. I will put my laws into their hearts, and in their minds will I write them. And their sins and iniquities will I remember no more. Now remission of where, now where remission of these is, there is no more offering for sin. Having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way, which he hath consecrated for us through the veil, that is to say, his flesh, and having a high priest over the house of God. Let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promised. What powerful verses. One of the reasons Jesus went to the cross is so that we could have faith in prayer. He is our high priest. Part of having faith in prayer is having our minds renewed and knowing who we are in Christ. Knowing that our Savior has put our sins as far as the east is from the west. Yes, we still have a sinful nature that we have to reckon dead and our inward man is renewed day by day. We have to remember we are not in bondage to sin and to a dead prayer life. We now have a living way, and that is Jesus. That's why I chose this topic this month as faith in prayer. Because we really don't have prayer without faith. This morning I read Hebrews eleven six, 6, which says, But without faith it is impossible to please him. Our faith must first be in the fact that Jesus was the propitiation, meaning our sins are covered and remitted. First John 2, 1 through 2 says, My little children, these things write I unto you, that ye sin not. And if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. And he is the propitiation for our sins, and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. As Christians, we shouldn't be moping around shamed over our sin. If we are, our faith has become distorted. I'm not saying we shouldn't be sorry for our sin. Our sin is what put Jesus on the cross. But we also have an empty tomb, a risen and living Savior who is at the right hand of the Father ever making intercession for us. Every day we need to reckon our flesh dead. And we who are saved have been made alive with a quickening spirit. So let's talk a little bit about faith and prayer. In Jesus' ministry, there were some who weren't healed. There was a man who came to Jesus in Matthew 17 who had a son who was demon-possessed. 
He says in verse 15, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he's a lunatic and sore vexed. For oft times he falleth into the fire and oft into the water. And I brought him to thy disciples, and they could not cure him. Then Jesus answered and said, O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him hither to me. And Jesus rebuked the devil, and he departed out of him, and the child was cured from that very hour. Then came the disciples to Jesus apart and said, Why could not we cast him out? And Jesus said unto them, Because of your unbelief. For verily I say unto you, If ye have faith as a grain of mustard seed, ye shall say unto this mountain, Remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. Howbeit this kind goeth not out but by prayer and fasting. So as you read and study this passage, Jesus rebuked them for their lack of faith, but instructed them to pray. Unbelief is one of our greatest hindrances to prayer. Another hindrance to having answered prayer is unforgiveness. Over this past month, I've taken a short fast to pray over some big things. It's no coincidence that this month's topic has been heavy on my heart. A very precious older pastor and pastor's wife gave me some counsel that has helped me so much that I want to share briefly here. In life, on a daily basis, we are going to be hurt, sometimes shattered. And as Christians, we have to learn how to process those hurts without becoming bitter. In short, God gave us the greatest act of forgiveness by sending Jesus to the cross to be rejected, beaten, and crushed so that we could have forgiveness of our sins. You know, the sins that hinder us from being close to the Father. When we do not learn how to forgive on a daily basis, we hinder our prayer life. There have been times I've struggled not being angry with God when he asks me to forgive one who has brought so much hurt to my loved ones. Jesus knew hurt would come. We live in a broken world. But one verse that came alive to me that the sweet pastor and pastor's wife shared with me is this. Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. I've read this verse hundreds of times. I know the Lord bore our sins, but y'all, he also bore our griefs and carried our sorrows so that we can be healed. We do not have to walk around wounded and disabled spiritually because of something that happened to you. Go back to Hebrews and read about Esau. It's not what was done to you that defiles you. It's our bitterness to it that defiles. Hebrews 12, 15 says, Looking diligently, lest any man fail of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you, and thereby many be defiled. Bitterness doesn't help retaliate the person who hurt you, yet it defiles you and hurts the people you love the most and the ones who are close to you. So in quick conclusion, I want to tell you about a story I was reading to my children the other night about Amy Carmichael. Her parents were teaching her how to pray. So that night, she got on her knees, begging God to change her brown eyes to blue. She just couldn't stand her brown eyes. When she woke up, she was angry that God didn't answer her prayers. And then she realized that God did answer. 
but that his prayer was no. You see, God always answers our prayers. Sometimes the answer is yes, sometimes no, and sometimes wait. Now we know later on in Amy Carmichael's mission work that her brown eyes actually saved her life. So we must pray in faith, knowing that God can do the impossible. He can move mountains. But when he says no, we must trust that his plan is better. So let me challenge you if you've lost faith in prayer. Realize the power you have in prayer because of who we are through Jesus. Realize he is the propitiation for our sins so that we can have access to the Father through his blood. He already sees everything in our heart, so why hide and be dishonest like Adam and Eve did when they were hiding from God in the garden? Next, prayer is vital for the Christian. It's our power source and communication with our Father. Realize that without faith, it's impossible to please the Lord. If you are listening today and you feel defeated by sin, please remember the sacrifice Jesus paid on the cross. You already have the victory, but it starts in your mind, renewing your mind daily. The Christian life is a spiritual warfare. Prayer is our main tool as Jesus showed us in the garden in his darkest hour. I love you and hope this thought and prayer encouraged you. I hope you will continue listening this next month in September as we'll be discussing God's Word. Thank you again for listening to Her Portion Podcast. Thank you for joining us today on Her Portion. We hope you leave with plenty to ponder from God's Word. We encourage you to use today's topic to start your own study in the Scriptures. Until next time.